Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On this week's episode on Barbecue and Tech, we're actually having a guest with us, Chanda, who is a foodie from Texas. She Cambodian food, and she is massively into barbecue. We got to watch a number of episodes where she brings major YouTubers into Texas, shows around at some amazing restaurants, and there's one that had a... Uh, pomegranate glaze and just uh now i have to try it so uh and i have to make a trip to texas so i can try some of that barbecue thank you for coming on the show with us chandra no thank you uh first of all you welcome but thank you i was very excited to to get the invite and um here we are i think chris and i've been talking the last couple days and like tomorrow i'm gonna go get barbecue because this is actually not just his fault both of your fault (laughs) (laughs) but i'm craving barbecue (laughs) i was in preparation for the show i like i've i cook i like to cook any and everything and it's funny when chris asked me the other day he goes have you ever had cambodian food i was like i go to i I fly often to denmark and i was like there's a restaurant that does cambodian food in denmark that i eat at every single time i'm there usually multiple nights because i oh love cambodian food i didn't realize yes. i was gonna like it i was like oh, let me try this and i tried it i was like oh my gosh this is really good and now i can't i can't stop going so it's uh always i love it yeah and <laughs> I, I love it we're, we're international i've never had it now, specifically Chris, just let you have you okay yeah, yeah, yeah i haven't had it specifically but uh i one of the first things i wanted to ask you because I, my problem is you know you've earned the moniker foodie because you eat so many amazing things and unfortunately i'm and hot and, and hot and uh i am a slightly more like i don't do any shellfish shrimp or whatever i will start i will get sick immediately uh so i never feel like i can earn the the term foodie so you know for you how how did you get into this and you know get into you know working your way up to being a full born foodie <laughs> Okay, so the joke now, because the word, the verbiage foodie is there, but y'all, honestly, all it is is that I have an obsession with food, and little did I know this was going to grow into what it is now, myself opening up and splitting, you know, my Instagram page to a blog, to um, to a food blog, but honestly, I mean, the true definition of foodie is someone who is obsession with food. It's they do this for a hobby. Um, so you, just because you cannot do shellfish does not mean you're not a foodie. Uh-oh. It just means you, your body just cannot take the reaction of what yeah, <laughs> no, it shellfish doesn't. brings you. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no. And so that's, you know, and, and maybe you may call someone, you know, someone's like, oh, you're such a hipster. I'm not. <laughs> but I'm like, I was a foodie before the word was there because I can tell you I've been obsessed with it. And it started off really to the beginning Beginning. I think it it came with my mom. Um, I grew up in a very traditional Cambodian household. We came here to America in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, we made everything from scratch. And when I'm at the Asian grocery store, I see it's like PTSD. I see these little chairs <laughs> I sat on, like scraped coconut and made juice. And, and I was just like, oh, I'm never going to cook in my life. Never say never. Right. But here we are today. And here we are on a barbecue podcast because I love barbecue so much. But it all started with like my mom cooking from scratch and ingraining with me that you feed your family, you feed your soul, you feed your guests, and, and you make enough so they take home. Right. You better send some food home. That, so, yeah, is, that, is, that is traditionally our barbecue <laughs> problem. Just, just so you can understand the level of his intolerance to seafood. I've been with him. Oh, yeah. We were in, I think we were in Costco and we're walking from the front of Costco towards the back where the meat section is because we need to get meat. And I hear uh-huh. him go, oh, oh. And he's like, oh my God. It, and I was like, I could not even smell the seafood. He was oh, having a visceral reaction to oh, the no. lightest melting. Yeah. Now we, I went two more rows and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, it is strong. But he, he picked it up like he was a dog. He could just smell it and he's like, he was done. He's like, we got anywhere else but this oh place to get meat. Let's go. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's pretty oh bad. Oh my gosh. It's pretty bad. If, you know, I, I, 
The funny no, thing I is I can actually, I can cook, I can cook shrimp. I have tons of different meals I've done with it. Um, cause I've oh. worked in many different restaurants and, uh, but if it stinks and, um, mm. I can't, you know, it, even like, I remember once I was like, Oh, here's a pizza that came back. I took the sh- shrimp off of it and took a bite out of it and immediately started throwing up. You know what I mean? It was just crazy. So Ugh. I was like, all right, I learned my lesson never again. Um, but with that said, Okay. One of my fa- my family's Jamaican, and uh, so you okay. know that's a lot of the intolerance for running out of food comes from just our culture. And you mentioned the same thing. You, you know, you and I both rice pretty much has to dominate every meal. It must <laughs> exist. Um, yep. So how does how did you? kind of transition into barbecue because what I find a lot when I talk to folks um, who are uh, have an ethnic background, sometimes they don't get into barbecue ver- uh, very easily because, you know, the sweet flavors mm-hmm. of it uh, is not what they're used to. Um, I remember the first right. time I made uh, barbecue baked beans for a party of a bunch uh. of my friends who are Mexican and they were like, it's just too sweet for us. You know what I mean? They just they weren't used right. to that. They were used to black beans. They were right. used to the red beans. So right. how did you transition um, before I give you the transition part, did you put bacon in that? I, I have to ask. I like to put pulled pork in my beans. Oh, you just one up that one. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm like, did you put bacon? Because bacon's always the answer, right? So, um, but, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a transition because, you know, I was, I was, I was born overseas, but raised in Texas. So, so mm. the culture is just mixed. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell y'all something that people are going to be like, what are you talking about? But Chris and I talked about this, right? So we're always barbecuing. We're always grilling. And there was always, I grew up and I loved it, but then I didn't care for it. I love the ribs. Mm. I love the sausages. And in college, we went tubing and we went to Rudy's. So it just opened up. And I loved all that except for the brisket. Mm. So my love, and I'm telling you all this, my love for barbecue, like I mean, obsession with barbecue didn't happen until I'm telling you this because people are like, this girl's crazy. Tailgating for Franklin's barbecue. That's the key. Right. I was wanting to like, ask I can't you believe you waited Franklin. whatever hours. Absolutely. No, no, numerous times and times again. And with the previous corporation or we worked for, um, I did a couple of events. I was like proud to buy out the area. So I'm like, that's my favorite barbecue place. But I did it and I was like, how do we not get hungry while waiting in line? But the point is like, it was the, the, the love affair that I had the first time I took that bite because I, I was a little skeptical and I took that bite of brisket and it was amazing. Right. And that's when I fell in love with barbecue and brisket. Mm. And so for me, and that changed how long has Franklin's been around after the first year it yeah. opened. And so I'm kind of, you know, if you want to say I'm fairly new to the love of barbecue, if it's like only 20 years, because barbecue's been around forever mm-hmm. but that's that's my transition you know like i always love the ribs and the sausages and you know the pulled pork like you said but then when it came to the brisket that's what made me like completely utterly fall in love with moist brisket and franklin so do you find yourself seeking out barbecue restaurants everywhere you travel to now um so yes and no there's two places there's things that i seek out and we mentioned it um mm-hmm. cambodian food mm-hmm. now i need to go to denmark after Rod told me but also barbecue, because what I feature out is I look for, again, not just the brisket, but what's special about it. So like Kansas City, right? They're big mm-hmm. on barbecue, so I'll yep. go there. So I won't go to California for barbecue, but Kansas City. If I'm in Tennessee, I'll have barbecue there. So the big, yep. the Carolinas. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. when the states are big and there's, and that's what we're talking about, I'm there for you. I will seek out barbacoa. Oh, okay. Barbacoa yeah. is my thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so being from the DC area, we have we're pretty I guess I don't know if it, if we consider it lucky cuz we don't have a regional barbecue style. You know, we we do okay. do the uh, uh open pit barbecue is actually pretty popular in this area, uh, which is one of the videos you had a chance to uh, take a mm-hmm. part in which we're going to talk about later. Um but for the most part, we don't yep. have like the, you know, the Carolinas with the heavy vinegar and mm-hmm. the heavy mustard or the Kansas City yeah. with the heavy sugar and the sauces and stuff like that and Texas, we do you? Steal everybody else's we just steal everybody else's and make it better. <laughs> We're Microsoft. <laughs> so, um, do you find yourself gravitating to certain regions that you like better as far as a, a preparation of barbecue, or you know, or are you just Texas all the way with uh, everything? 
I would, you know, being from Texas, I don't think that I, we should go, right? Like, it's like, um, and I said this theory to you earlier, and I'm like, I promise I'm not a pompous person, but I'm like, mm, I'm not a sauce girl. And if this, the barbecue meat sauce, or I, what did I say? If it's good barbecue, you don't need sauce. Mm-hmm. But someone told me that's a very Texas thing. Um, and Texans love our beef barbecue. But tell you what, when I went to Tennessee the first time, mm-hmm. we were on a mission trip. So I must have been in college, like two years ago. We'll just say two years ago. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's when I fell in love with pork barbecue, guys. Like, so whenever I'm in Tennessee, I do reach out. Like, when I, for work, I get excited when I'm like going to Tennessee because. Besides Texas, I really appreciate Tennessee because they have pork barbecue and that was unfamiliar to me being raised here. So is a Tennessee barbecue, is that kind of like, uh, are they more on the vinegar side as well? Or are they kind of more on the sugary side? Uh, how would you describe it? For, and to be honest, for me, it was more on the vinegar side, but mm. it was just more of the pork that came to the flavor for me. Mm. Um, I'm not a pro beef or pork girl because I love both equally. Sure. It's just I was only I only grew up with the beef barbecue here in Texas, and right. so I, so I had to you know I, I was excited about the Tennessee one. Um, do y'all have a favorite? Like, are you? I mean, because you say DC yeah. is like a, a combination, which is kind of cool because you're like an international own entity so what is what's your favorite kind of barbecue so for me having had pretty much barbecue from the main regions i find myself mm-hmm. as far as pulled pork is concerned i i like the carolina style pulled pork i like it a heavier on the vinegar i like it with the you know, with the mustard um uh, yeah. seasonings and stuff like that um but i prefer my brisket to be done texas style salt pepper uh yeah. smoke and yep. uh you know some uh even if i can find oak or post oak uh, to smoke it yeah. with, uh, I'll do that. And then um, for uh, ribs, I'm kind of indifferent. I tend to gravitate more to like the Georgia. I really like a heavy peach flavor in my ribs. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, to to the point where I, you know, I get peach rubs and and then add other rubs on top of it using peach wood when I can find it. So that's kind of me. Um, and you know, as far as Kansas City is concerned, that not. Not that I don't like it. It just doesn't. It's not doesn't. When I think of what I'm making, not nothing. The sauces don't rise to the occasion. Um, right. Uh, for me. What about you, Rod? I know you don't like the Carolina style. Pull, pull. It's not that you don't like it. It's not your favorite. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not a harsh vinegar person. I do. I okay. will. I would err on the side of the Kansas City for the sauce if I'm going to sauce. But I I'm I'm a traditional person. It's. Salt and pepper, put it on. Uh, there, there are tons of seasonings. Don't get me wrong, that I love right. when I barbecue. Right. But I may. But every once in a while, I'll go back to the basics. Salt and pepper it down, and the kids are like, "Oh my god, these are amazing!" And it's like the seasonings are nice, but yeah. every once in a while, yeah. that, that just flat, like you're just bringing out the accentuating the yep. taste of the meat is uh, something in that. Yep. There's something about the bark you get with uh, black pepper is uh, it's yep. to die for it, which is what makes people love barbecue. Now, are you mainly a foodie? Because you with barbecue specifically because you like to consume it at place you go or because do you or do you smoke as well so it's so i'm not an expert smoking but i have that hold um and so i'm a foodie because i when you say the barbecue portion um i love a couple components one i love the food and try out things that we don't have wherever it is i'm used to right and then two um because I always want, and it's only once. I want to try things once or twice. I'll get a second chance sometimes. The other ones, I like to meet the people behind the story. You know, um, I love that Rudy's has grown a lot. Aaron Franklin obviously has grown a lot too in a lot of other places here in Texas. But I love meeting the mom and pop places and their mm-hmm. story behind it and mm-hmm. like who owned the building before. And that's just a little, I, I hated history growing up, but it works when it comes to food and you can associate it. Going back to the smoking, um, I dabble a little bit and not so much that I give you that I'm an expert, but I help make rugs here and there. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who do. And um, uh, going back in college is what I was saying. So I bought a smoker in college and I bought a second one. And I had two guy roommates also at this point. And we were we all worked together. We were bartenders. So we think we're all fans because we watch Top <laughs> Chef and we worked in restaurants. Right. Right. So I said, I'll buy the I'll buy the pit. I'm going to learn how to smoke things, which I did. And I learned how to make the sauce and the ketchup, but their job was just to assemble it together. And so for those couple of years, I, I mixed and matched and played with my own things and it's different. Right. So, so I want to say this because I'm sure there's barbecue extraordinaires out there listening. 
barbecue and grilling are two different things. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I was not grilling this chicken that I'm like. So I, we were smoking things and tell you what, I've had some dry chicken because it was bad. But at the end, we smoked <laughs> some chicken and some pork butt and some it's worked. But that's but again, when I say two years, about two decades since I've been in college, so it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while um, that I've done that because here's why I don't smoke anymore. I live in Texas and all like half my boys smoke things. I leave it to them. Right. Like let the cook, let me do the cooking. Y'all do the smoking and I will enjoy there you that go. part. I like that. Yeah. You, uh, in your, your, your story, as you describe why you're a foodie specifically, like you want to know who owned the building that immediately mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, I'm an avid book reader and uh, there's a author, uh, Eric Larson, uh-huh. And he'll tell stories like about the last crossing of the Lusitania, for example, oh. or a person who was stalking and murdering people during the uh, World's Fair. And, and uh, but but what he doesn't what he does is exactly what you like is he tells the backstory. Like, how did this mm-hmm. person get on this ship and all the backstory that you would never hear and like read in a mm-hmm. textbook? Um, so it's just amazing. But you're, the way you approach it is 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 classic as to I love that author because I like the fact that I get the untold story of something like everybody knows what happened with the crossing the last crossing of Lusitania but what we don't know is all the stories that brought everyone right. together and created this 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 incident that actually happened so um I I, I like that and I think watching oh. No, yeah, go ahead and finish your thought. And I was going to say, watching a number of the, the, the uh, shows that you've been on, uh, uh, assisting, especially when you were in front of the camera and you're talking about the food and you guys were, uh, you guys were eating some hot food. And I felt so far, the poor guy next to you was like dying. He's like, and you were just like, just still eating. And he's like, you, you could tell he's like, yeah, it tastes good, but I'm not eating anymore. This thing is hot. And you were just like, going Great on. Yeah, that's the funny part. So that is like, Last year, so it's FK and Deliciousness by uh, Calvin Bowie. Um, he's a, another YouTuber and, and a friend and a friend, but he's Vietnamese. And, and I say this because Cambodians, Laotian, and Thai food, the three of us, our countries, well, mostly Thai and Laotians have very spicy food, mm-hmm. yeah. but we're, we're sister countries. And so it's like, I can handle the heat, but like, dude, there were 19 peppers in there. Like, right. he's not to blame that he was sweating. Right. Like, right. 19 peppers. You were in that his head, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was dying like, laughing. So what, what I was going to tell you is that that's one of the reasons why I enjoy watching barbecue shows and which is, you know, yeah. I'm a natural hater, you know what I mean? And it's because I'll look at something and I'll be like, I don't need to watch that. I can figure it out on my own. I remember Rod, I went to Rod's house for dinner and he made this um, really good pork uh, tenderloin with this orange marmalade uh, sauce. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I said, this Wait, is. is invite, are invites open for us to come anytime, over anytime? Anytime you're in the area, anytime. you're getting fed. I'm in. Yes. 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 So, okay. So I had it and I was like, this is the best pork tenderloin I've ever had. Now, I didn't tell him that at the time because I'm a hater. This is the first time he's telling me that. Right. So I was like, this is awesome. So I'm going to figure out how to make it. So I started, you know, trying different things. And then I told him, I was like, yeah, I was making this. He's like, oh, I can give you the recipe. I was like, no. Yeah, I, mean, I just turned. No, I don't want the recipe. I'll figure it out. And I, I made it pretty close, yeah. you know, and it was okay. it, and, the, you know, and what made it so good was simply the combination of the orange, the sweet orange marmalade and the and the rosemary. Gosh. Right. It, that, yeah. that combination is ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Um, so was able to do that. But, you know, so when I watch barbecue shows, I'm like, for some reason, I just sit back and I'm able to humble myself and just watch and learn and figure out. And part of that, you know, I I. I love understanding where people came from um, mm-hmm. in that regard, because to me, it informs the decision as to why they chose to go with a certain seasoning yep. combination or a certain technique over another. Um, yeah. And so when you taste all these uh, different barbecues and stuff, is there anything um, that you kind of feel like that are a home backyard pit master may be overdoing or just like a uh uh, uh you know something that you know that like that you think that they could benefit from doing more when it comes to doing their own barbecue at home now before anyone throws you know you know crazy things i'm about to say these are just my opinions and my flavor profile and ron hit nailed it right earlier he is like a simple salt and pepper guy i think 
people overdo it with the rubs and they're putting, you know, saffron and, and it's great. It really is. But like, we want to highlight the meat, right? For me, like I want to go taste the meat and, and sure the fattiness for it. So sometimes people are over season, mm. you know, and those are the yep. ones that I generally don't like the most. Right. And the ones that I tend to like, again, these are just my opinion. Uh, but uh, I like the plain salt and pepper, maybe even just a dash of sugar on there too. Yeah. Keep it simple. You know, we know the word kiss, keep, keep it very simple. So you can enjoy the the item itself versus just everything that's glazed around it yeah i think that's one of the things that we impress upon doing this podcast and we've gotten a lot of feedback Mm -hmm. from uh, you know fans about it is the when when Mm -hmm. anytime i try to do something new i always break Mm -hmm. it back down to its simplest form and then work my way back up and then you know what can i do to make it a little bit better next time without overpowering or a little bit better um so i i really like that advice and it's nice to see somebody who's had the experience of eating at some of the best you know barbecue (laughs) places out there still maintaining it's like don't go crazy with you know a bunch of your stuff right um you know keep it simple so i love i love that and let me go and i backtrack a little bit too because you know right now we're seeing a lot of fusions and this is where it's the keeping simple where we don't want to oversaturate it with say um you were talking about kkbq barbecue here in austin texas and he's an egyptian barbecue mm-hmm. it's stuff's amazing too and i know he mixes up with the pomegranate and the salad i think it's great so if you're going to use different spices don't overdo the spices or don't add too much in right because you're still getting the simplicity of those spices itself yeah. um and then um just a side note and i say it's just I hope my buddy, his name is Chad. He's a, a Cambodian barbecue mm-hmm. extraordinaire. He's out in Long Beach, California, and we're going to be doing a pop-up um, coming up in uh, next or the fall coming up. But it's Cambodian barbecue. And, mm-hmm. Rod, you've had Cambodian food. Um, yeah. And for those of you who haven't, we have this thing called kru, which is very, like, same with brahok. It's potent and pungent. Mm. And so I'm excited to try his barbecue because, like, I'm sure he goes a little goes a long way, but I just don't want to, you know, people be like, Oh, Chanda doesn't like these barbecue words. I just want the flavor there, but I don't want it to hit me in the face because it's really it's oversaturated is the better sure, word. Sure. Yeah. I don't want it to be oversaturated. Yeah. So you, you brought up a topic that I really was my secret, uh, uh, thing that I wanted to really touch on with is because over the last, I'd say year and a mm-hmm. half, I have been trying to do, and I guess the simplest term is fusion in, in, mm. the, in the oh, sense okay, that yeah. I'm trying to incorporate more of my Jamaican heritage um, into my barbecue. Uh, and so, yeah. y- you know, like I've done uh, jerk ribs, I've done yeah. uh, jerk pulled pork, oh my I've, I've even done jerk smoked tofu. Uh, which came out excellent. Uh, so that sounds amazing. <laughs> it came out really, really good, and I was super excited. And yeah. so next on my list is to do my first jerk uh, brisket. And I'm just trying to. I, oh, wow. And what I kind of do is kind of think through how I'd, how the logistics of it would work. You know, because I like to wrap. So do I yeah. wrap with more jerk? Do I pre-season with jerk? Do I jerk when it's wrapped? So anyway, so right. those are the, some of the logistics that I'm trying to work through. Um, but when you incorporate. Uh, is it is when you're doing the Cambodian barbecue? Is it that Cambodians themselves um, have their own style of barbecue, or are you taking some of the Texas stuff that you learned and incorporating <laughs> it in? So how do, how does that work? So I won't speak for Chad, um, but he is a Cambodian Texas barbecue. He had some time um, in Texas, and now he's out in Long Beach, which has the largest Cambodian community, um, and so. We, I don't know exactly what he's doing. Um, I know he knows how to use the Texas smoke. He knows how to, um, well, he said the beef. So hopefully maybe we'll have him on here one day, but I can tell you what I've done for another pit master. Yeah, sure. I want to hear it all. A collab with in May. Um, so this is, um, Crimson Creek, uh, barbecue here in Austin, Texas. And if you're watching the shows earlier, he's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but their pork barbecue and he's from Oklahoma. By nature, I should not like, like, but I love his food. I love him and his wife. So, you know, we are, uh, we're anti Oklahoma people here. (laughs) But we love all people. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get all this hate mail watch. But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, Marcus is talented, right? Um, and 
So this was when we first met because he smoked gator for me and he made like bison. We, mm. I mean, like I was taken back by him. So um, one day I just uh, marinated some pork, like ribs and steak and all in Cambodian seasoning. And he did the magic himself. Mm-hmm. So that's how I see infusion, right? And so uh, maybe I'm getting our secret away. And this is what maybe we'll be doing in May because we're just starting to talk about it now is that I'll do the seasoning and he'll do the smoking portion. Mm. So um, hopefully what I said earlier, a couple of minutes ago is not to oversaturate the meat, right? And Rod, if you, do you know what Kudung is, Rod? Are you familiar with no, it? No, 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 okay, no. So how is it spelled? Well, in English, there's not a wrong way, but I spell it K-R-U-E-N-G. I think I've um, seen that on the menu. Uh, you, you probably have. It's quintessential to like Cambodian cooking. Okay. So, but it's it's a paste with lemongrass, galaga, garlic, all the good spices, Thai pepper, um, turmeric, and then a kefir lime leaf. So it's citrusy and earthy, mm-hmm. but okay. it's a great rub. You can use it in soups. You can use it in your proteins. But that's what I use the marinade. And I do like fish sauce, soy sauce, oyster sauce, you know, mushroom mm-hmm. sauce, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all of the above. Um, but again, and if my cookies ever oversaturate when I cook for y'all, because you're going to be barbecuing for me, uh, you let me know. Best also, believe. Right? No, and I, you know, and for me, I, I agree with you. I, I don't mind if I eat something that's slapped me in the face. I just don't want it all the time, right? So much right. like uh, we, you know, jerks, jerk season can be pretty spicy and pretty bold, right? So it's yeah, trying to find yeah. a happy medium where you're getting, you know, you're eating jerk. But you also know you're eating barbecue. You know what I mean? And so I imagine you yeah. have that you're you you're trying to strike that same balance um, with, with what you're with what you're doing in that next episode, which sounds really, really good. I like the fact you're so working two with, part question. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. As well, say, no, I, like the fact, I was taken back. With, yeah. No, I'm done. You first. Go. You first. No, no, you first, please. <laughs> well, it was, it was more of a compliment for both of y'all, right? Because Rod, you, he talked about your marmalade and automatically, maybe it's nostalgia from childhood at Paddington Bear. I'm like, marmalade? Will you send me the recipe? Will you share this recipe? Am I allowed to share this marmalade recipe with my followers? Absolutely. Because this sounds amazing, right? Like, yeah. and then Chris, like, um, I hope to see more of your jerk chicken because like this sounds great. You already want to infuse this here. And also that we have this um, Jamaican restaurant that just won a James Beard award. And so mm. it's coming. It's not up and coming anymore. It's coming. Right. So, uh, the season's there and I want you, you're already ahead of the game. So I can't wait to see you um, part of the ahead of the game. You know, what is it? The trailblazers, but how are you balancing out your jerk chicken or your jerk anything and tofu to, so that it's not a slap your mom in the face, even though it's called jerk. Yeah. So, um, one step is to figure out, so what, what infuses jerk, uh, into food so well is because we tend to wrap it. And so it's kind of basting within the jerk seasoning. Right. But if you're smoking something, you can't wrap it because you won't get the smoke flavor, but then you don't get the deep jerk flavor that you want so to me that was the puzzle that i was trying to figure out um is to and so you know so what i ended up doing is uh first off making my own jerk rub um because the jerk rubs that exist they're good um but Mm -hmm. to me they're a bit saltier than i would like them to be so i started making my own Mm -hmm. jerk rub that i really like the flavor of and and then so that was step one step two was deciding that I was going to do both. So I would give it a decent amount of jerk up front mm-hmm. and let it smoke. So that jerk that's on the outside, pick up the jerk flavor. Uh, but okay. then I was going, no matter what it was, it was going to get wrapped mm-hmm. and spend time where it could base itself. You know what I mean? Right. And that right. combination there then a lot, especially with the tofu, because obviously it's hard to get this flavor deep inside the tofu. Right. Right. So, you know, once I started doing that and recognizing I need to put more steps, this is not just regular barbecue where I can cook it, wrap it, take it off, rest it and eat it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. If I'm trying to get to the end point that I want, I have to work harder mm-hmm. to get there. And so now that I, I've done that, uh, I started finding the getting better results. So, the, you know, even with my ribs, mm-hmm. I started getting better results and even what I found with my ribs is finding a dry rub that would complement the jerk the jerk marinade without 
Okay. overstepping it. You know what I mean? So, and that way I can yeah. kind of get the flavor in every single bite, but then you get the bite back from the jerk. So it, right. that, that was the process and the mindset that I had uh, going into it. So I was kind of interested. That's why I was interested in seeing how, what you were thinking to see if it, yeah. it seems like it's along the similar lines, right? It was just taking what you know and then right. using the marinate, marrying the processes together to come up with the, with that yep. final dish. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Well, it's like, you know, it's, it's, I just assume that you should never, ever skip the wrapping part, but I love that you're able to, to play around with it. And I, you know, um, but like smoking meat and baking are two things. It's not like cooking where you can stick things and this and poof, you know, if you messed up, it's done. Like you've spent, um, you know, uh, 12 hours, yep. 10 hours, eight hours, you know, you're not sober anymore. Maybe this is where the technology comes <laughs> in where it's on your app. Who knows? But, you know, we've all been, you know, and I've been there at the end where, you know, my other half was like, oh my God, you know, it's Mother's Day. It's like, what do you do now? You right. know, but it's just, so how many times did it take you to feel like this? Or have you reached it? I feel good about this. This is what, I, this is what I'm looking for. That, that, yeah. That is a phenomenal question because it's something that Rod and I discuss all the time. And, uh, and it's, it's one of the reasons, it's one of the reasons why I have a hard time sharing my recipes and techniques with civilians, right? Because you're not in the game. You're not spending the, you know, thousands of dollars on briskets or ribs or meat that I'm doing a year. It's expensive. And, and then you turn around, you're like, give me your recipe. And I'm like, if you were standing in front of me, you might get a chin kick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you have no idea yeah. the work that I put in. Um, I don't know if I'm ever completely satisfied, um, but yeah. I've learned to give myself a cutoff point where I'm like, this is good. Like if I was, you know, going to prepare this yeah. for a group of people, it's good enough. Yeah. I've, I've kind of learned to find that median. Um, for me, yeah. it uh, usually, you know, it usually takes me about four or five times of making something, adjusting it, making it, adjusting it. Um, and, uh, to get to a point, get to a point where I'm like, okay. And, and, and the reason why is because I've been, I've been doing it so long that, you know, most of the processes are already committed to, to memory, muscle memory, but, um, the rest of it, which is, um, you know, getting the seasons. And I think when I learned to break it back down, as I mentioned earlier, start very basic, and then see what I like and don't like about the basic yeah. process and then build it back up into the final thing. That's what kind of yeah. helped me shorten the time to where I feel like this is, I've got this down pat. And so that's, that's okay. kind of how I walk through that. He and I are polar yeah. opposites. I'm a, I'm a share. I was like, yeah, if someone wants it, yeah, here, here it is. Because I, I think the thing that's nice about food is, it's sharing it with others and right. get the tips and the tricks yeah. from other people and you try to improve yeah. upon it. And some people are just like, Hey, I had your brisket. It was really good. I decided I'd do a party. I was going to throw a brisket. Can you tell me how to make it? Cause I, rather than having you make it, can you just tell me how to make it? And, not, and they may only make it one time in their life and may never look at it again. It was just, you gave them what they needed to do that, that one time or yeah. that second time. I, 
it's not it's not like I run a restaurant and someone's saying, Can I have your restaurant the the formula for how you make your food at your restaurant? It's right. I'm a home cook. So yeah. Right. If I can right. if I can if I can say here's what I did or here's a recipe that I got from a book that I, I might have tweaked it a little bit for my flavor profile. Um yep. yeah, hey, go after it again and if you can make it better, that's great. And if it usually what I found is yep. when I share something with somebody, they'll usually come back and say, Oh my gosh, everybody loved that. Thank you so much. And it's like yeah. oh, that was yeah, all yeah. I needed. That's all you needed. See, and he's so nice. Were, he's yeah. so nice with that because he's like, "Oh, great! I'm glad." And I'm like, "Did you tell them that you got it from me specifically?" And I walked you through every step of the way of how to make it and held you. <laughs> Give me my oh, attaboy. <laughs> so, details, details. We don't have any sides I have to choose here, but um, so my saying as a whole, this goes back from earlier um, with mom, but. Food is love, right? Yes. And we're all from different, whether it's culture or we're all from different backgrounds, every single person. And the one thing that we all have in common, because it is, it's needed to, to survive its food, right? Yep, yep. Um, they're the crazy people who eat it only for nutrition and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But like by saying it's food is love, you'll see it on my, it's, it's, I believe it. And I'm going back to Rod, like, you know, it's like, absolutely. I mean, even now having, you know, my Instagram page, people can have the recipe and I'm writing a cookbook now, but when people ask me that, it's not that I don't want to share it. They said, like, you're making me write down the recipe. (laughs) And it's like, now I know what my mom meant. She's like, you'll know a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yes. I feel like Rod, that was your question. And I feel so, Chris, I feel you when you're like, you weren't there. You didn't see the extra pepper and sweat that went into the (laughs) ingredients, but but Rob, do you do you already have a recipe written down because you have it down, or and because people are asking, or do you really it make it makes you write down your recipe so that yeah, you can I, share it? I yeah, I usually I mean I have a lot of stuff that's in my head, and I remember <laughs> I. So both my parents have passed away about at least three years ago, and yeah. it's funny because like my kids always say, "Oh, we love Grandpa's fried chicken." Now I kind of know how to make it. But if you had wrote down the recipe, I could I could perfect it. And okay, and it's, yeah. it's a lot of different foods that you have that you want to make sure that it doesn't. It's like it's not that I enjoyed it. My kids enjoyed it. But I want my kids to say, I'm going to make my, their kids grandpa's fried chicken so that you could say that you love this and you love this. Yeah. And I'm going to make you the pancakes my dad made for me or the waffles. Oh my, my dad. Gosh, made yeah. All those little things. It's like you have to remember that not writing down and not sharing those recipes like and you might teach your kid. But yeah. over the years, are they going to really remember like what what was his recipe? Because I've changed this so many times from here to there that I can't get it to taste like what I remember right. when I was a kid. So, yeah, I think writing it down is very important. Or at least like Mike saw the other day, he's like, can you show me how to make your pancakes? I'm like, yep, let's do it. And we, I walked I'll take one it. of those too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, and Rod's yeah, parents, Rod's parents <laughs> fried chicken was the bomb. You know, Rod, I yeah. can only, my gosh, I yeah. can only imagine. Like if it's being passed down, I can only imagine. Yeah, and so, you know, I don't know. We, we don't mention this too often on the show, probably since the beginning. But Rod and I have been friends for uh, f- actually this good. this year makes forty five years. Yeah, so get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you. I think you said you. We don't air this. It's all you know audio. Y'all, if you can see these two, they look much younger than me. But I'm pretty young, just younger. Than my so, yeah, I would have never assumed it. So yeah, yeah, forty five um, years. Uh, wow. So we've been in That's it to win it for a long time. But um, and, and uh, my parents, my mom did all the cooking. My dad could cook, um, but he did like uh, he usually did like the the dumplings. Uh, you know, whether it be for Johnny cakes or the fried dumplings or um, uh-huh. the the rolled the hand rolled dumplings, and he could do rice yep. and stuff like that. But the, all the main meals uh. was my mom. You know, his mother's curry oh, chicken. Oh my gosh! Thank yeah. goodness I'm having barbecue tomorrow because yeah. I'm like I'm just hungry all the time. So this is make like I'm having dinner after this. Yeah, so, yeah. Thank goodness. So when did y'all fall in love with barbecue? Ah, individually. So go ahead, Rod. I'll let you go first. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm, so I mean, when I grew up, my dad he was big into grilling. So he had like a draw, okay. like a a big like um oil barrel type drum that he cut in half and turned it into like a, a barbecue. So I was, I should see yeah, And I should say it was more grilling, but I learned, I think I probably learned a lot from my dad with how cool. he would do very big cookouts for the family over the years. Mm-hmm. So that's probably like my, like my first, like I like this flavor and I'm realizing that I like kind of the profile of the char. Yeah. 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 I think the moment that it, uh, there are probably a number of restaurants I went to, but the one that really kicks in my head is I was at a restaurant in 
I don't remember what it was, but I called Chris. It, they, it's the restaurant's called Rendezvous, and I was like, "Oh my god, dude, this season!" And I, Memphis. I know we were very passionate doing stuff with barbecue, but that was the moment where I was like, "I'm eating not what we were making, but I'm eating somebody else's," and I'm like. Uh, you need to eat here. And I, we bought a whole bunch of seasoning and then he had the same trip. I cannot remember the city that rendezvous is in Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. He went to Memphis. Ooh, okay. He went there and ate and he was like, Oh my goodness. Like, but the experience was, was different because he went there early on before we started, uh-huh. got into smoking for, you know, for real, yeah. for real. Yeah. I went yeah. there later on after we had been using their rubs for years. So it was like, oh, so okay. it was two different experiences where I'm like, I'm at the Mecca of one of our favorite rubs. You know what I mean? And the way they do their cook process, mm-hmm. they, you know, it's all dry rubs. They, you have seasoning mm-hmm. on the table and they, just seasoning and then grill, seasoning, grill, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it's, yeah. it's a really cool experience for me. Um, it, it's kind of the same thing, right? Because we're not known for barbecue in Maryland. However, we, mm-hmm. uh, we will grill out something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's where, um, every, every summer, my, my brothers and I would go up to my uncle's house in, uh, down mm-hmm. in the DC area and he would have like that, big half you know can turned into a grill and he'd be grilling <laughs> burgers and having the, the grilled chickens on there with the barbecue sauce on it and yeah. you know that's been over sitting over the heat the whole day and it's just like this is the wow. best thing i've ever had and uh so f- yeah. from then you know that was early on we'd go every year from when i was like six on up um and spend the day out there so it was just kind of that early on where i knew that this this anytime there was an opportunity to eat barbecue um, I was in it, but it wasn't right. until about tw- what, about 20 years ago yeah. where after, you know, Rod had that experience and we decided to purchase, we actually went and got our, a smoker together. Well, we have a smoker that we shared. Wait, y'all are not in the same city now, but you were. Oh, no, we're still, no, in, we're the still in the same city. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got a smoker that I kept here, but we both used it. Actually, I would bring it to his house too, so he could use it. Um, and it was uh, the jankiest of smokers. I mean, <laughs> this thing was hot garbage, but we made some pretty darn good barbecue. But it was like, it was like a, a kettle style. You had to hook it up to a propane tank. You had to put, keep putting water in it, um, because it would, the propane would be so hot, it would burn out the water, but it made a smoke flavor and then we had to go through the learning the, the pains of learning like oh it's not enough smoke coming out of this thing it needs to be billowing smoke and you're like oh, oh it's gosh. so tart oh what's going on you know what i mean we, we went through we went we through learned it everything there. we learned everything on that little guy all right, all right. yeah so, so experience for the both of y'all at the same time it, it seems like i mean you you come across different times when you when you first met barbecue but like i hearing you is like the love happened when you were both learning your child errors together yes. with this uh okay all right okay. that's what that's when it really hit hit the fan yeah. and then rod introduced me to the uh to the uh egg he was like yo a couple of my friends are talking about this big green egg thing and you know i said i'm he goes, i'm thinking about getting one and uh one thing about Rod and I, it's very rare that one of us gets something super cool that the other one doesn't get. Um, but you live in the same same area. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So okay, he's like, sure. okay. he's literally like, like uh, 12 minutes from my house. Um, but <laughs> so it'll be like tool. If I get a cool tool, it won't be long before he gets one. There even a point where he would get a major injury and a couple months later, I would get Stop. a major injury. I'm telling you, Stop. I'm telling you, it's crazy <laughs> like that. And, uh, so, (laughs) so he was telling me about this smoker and I started looking into it. I was like, Oh, this thing is awesome. And I, I remember that, uh, (laughs) it was early on in my software career and I helped us a rep close a massive deal. Mm -hmm. And he was like, the deal was so massive and he was so appreciative. He's like, I want to buy you something. Uh. And uh, originally he was going to take me on a trip. uh, Oh my gosh. And I was like, forget the trip, forget. You know, he's like, I'll get you rims for your truck. I was like, nope, give me a green egg. And he was like, here's my oh credit my card. Gosh, here's my credit card. Best. Go get it. And uh, I went and ordered it. And he was like, enjoy. That's awesome. And yes. uh, that was how I got my first green egg. And it was the XXL. So it was a massive you, thing. You said your first. How many do you both have? Well, I got one and then Rod got the XL uh, okay. egg. And then from there... Wow. I got the uh, Mac two star after my egg. So I had both of those, oh my gosh. which was uh, the Mac two star is a pellet smoker. 
Um, and then oh, from there, geez. I gave Rod the pellet smoker, and now I have a uh, Stumps XL Baby, which is by far the best smoker I've ever used. And it's what they call it. I was going to ask you. Yeah. It's okay. a, now, it's, and now I'm down to just the Mac 2 Star. I got rid of the egg. And uh, the the XL Baby is probably a little bigger than what I'm going to need, but I've been eyeballing an offset smoker for a while, uh, the uh-huh. Bill Scale. And I said, at some point in time, when I know that I have, we're going to redo our deck. And I was like, when I can like put an offset smoker, have it sit there, yeah. have a little pile of wood next to it that I can just feed into it. And my kids understand this is wood for the smoker. Right. That's wood for the fire pit. Do not use this wood. <laughs> over there. Yeah, like just, you should pick it up and smell it before you even yeah. think about it. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So, yeah, so I do know so we all, are, yeah. no, I do know we are really holding asked. you from your dinner. You're you're good. Um, the okay. kids will be here later, so yeah, you're they're gonna be okay. here later. Things prepared. All right. Um, so yeah, you're good. So whatever you may need, I was like after seven thirty ish. But I think moms are normal, not because it's my girlfriend, but because moms tend to run a little late because they're grabbing one, two, or both kids. Okay. So <laughs> I just want to make sure we're respectful we're of your time. So so listen. So one the show that you did with the uh um where uh you were out with the with that cat uh who does all the uh barbecue t- one of the cats that does a lot of the barbecue tastings that open pit smoker what was the heck was that thing like because uh, so let me describe it for the people listening this thing was it looked like a well like a water well but it was like 10 times the size of a regular well it had every piece of meat you could think of on that thing you know it had sausages draped across the top it had a, a whole section of ribs it had uh beef and i think he had uh bison ribs on there and uh, it was madness what was that thing like to see that so um that's something i grew not grew up with when i came here to college and so that's just a little bit they have smokers in the back and now this yeah. place has grown so much that i believe there are 15 to 20 smokers and like the ribs get their own and everything else gets their own but mm. the open pit that is when it's done and almost that's where they finish it off too it. Okay. and it's more for show and they're very open about it also mm-hmm. about in dripping springs texas um, and so, um, and I will shoot you even a picture for it if you ever need it too, but it is massive. And it's like, like you said, it is the circumference. What I'm for love it. It's probably like eight feet. Yeah. It's gotta you know what be I mean? like, yeah, it was yeah. huge. It was huge. Um, and you know, but when you walk in, you can't miss it. And you know, before Austin was known as the Texas barbecue you know place of the world um dripping springs had the barbecue joint and what you do is you went out there it's byob people guilty brought kegs out there with their friends Mm. but it's all you can eat barbecue and you just sit and hang out so yeah and that's it may have changed already now back then but it was just it was great you know um but um but yeah uh, the drum is not used to cook, but it is used to finish off the food out there too. But it's massive, and it's a great thing to see. So much that you two are the barbecue gurus, and you're talking about it. So. Yeah, and so yes. if somebody, so I was in Austin uh, about uh, two, you know, it was right uh, probably mm-hmm. three years ago. And I want now I wasn't in Austin. Sorry, I was in Dallas. I wanted I, my plan oh. was to fly to Dallas because that's where we were meeting up. <laughs> I was yeah. going to go in a day early and I was going to drive to Austin so I could go to um, Franklin's and spend yep. the day there and then drive back for our meetings. And I was like, I had yeah. everything planned out. And the one thing I forgot to check was to see if they were actually open. And no, they're closed. They're closed on Monday. <laughs> I about died oh, no. when I saw that. Um, but I did find a, a pretty decent place in Dallas. Uh, one of our coworkers at the time uh, uh-huh. recommended it and they were really good. Um, but good. if you were, if I was like, if a person was to go to uh, Austin and uh, like, what's three places you would say you, these are the three barbecue places, no matter what you got to hit. Okay. So, and I say this cause I know you saw the, the show with best food ever show review. Yes. yes. And, and I curated that list in the restaurants and the barbecue um, for him. And so um, one of them, so Franklin's is going to be on there. And I say this now because he's so well known, right. And people you have two types of people. Oh my God, Franklin's overrated. I'm like, nah, man, he's, you know, Franklin's for a reason. Give yourself the experience, right? Eat breakfast or take it with you. If you don't know how to tell you, you're going to tell you for the first time. Get to know people who are also in line. 
again, feed his love. What brought you to this line? Aaron Franklin. You at least have that in common. Mm-hmm. So go and try his stuff and be cynical about it, right? Because I was, and now here I am talking to you all about my love for barbecue because of Aaron Franklin, right? Um, the other place uh, that is just big for me is Crimson Creek Barbecue. He's a pork barbecue, and that is not normal in Texas mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's different but and good, right? Because people are like, oh, do you, is he? yes. He does a great job. And then he does one beef on there, y'all. And it's the tomahawk steak. And there's duck fat on there. Like he drizzles it. So, and that's out. I mean, so that's number two. Yeah. And number, let's make that one. Okay. Two and three are equal. My next one is Valentina's barbecue. And their barbacoa is amazing. Get there early. People are like, they're starting to say like bar- they're finally having a line. Hey man, just get there early. Like if you you know if you go out the night before, that's your alarm or sleep in your car. But get there early. Um, their tortilla is the best I've ever had. Mm. So you're hitting two and one, right? And this is what makes it. One day I was going off to this other barbecue joint to get their beef rib, and I've been in the service industry, you know, before I was in tech for two decades, and I just can't get somewhere an hour before closing. And I, I found out they were closing, so. I looked at Valentina's. I actually came across it, and they have beef rib. It's amazing. It's the size of a little child. What? What are they? Six pounds now? I mean, it's just beef rib. So they're mm. they're amazing. So yeah, Valentina's, Crimson Creek Barbecue, and um, Franklin's, Aaron Franklin's. Yeah, because uh, Rod and I talked about flying out there just to finally check out Franklin's, and uh, you know, we're like, do it and call me, but do it. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and um. And then is there any spot outside of Texas where you're like, you know, if you're ever in this area, I really, really enjoy these guys barbecue. So I was in the Carolinas and I can't think of it. And I'm normally not a like mustard saucy girl, but I will find it. So you can add it on to the end of yours. But we were um, vacationing in the Outer Banks and we were leaving. Okay. And it was like one of the first barbecue joints on the right hand side because we were leaving town. Mm-hmm. And it was so good that we turned back around to take some home because we were driving back home to D.C. actually. <laughs> yeah. I actually lives in D.C. So, yeah, I'll need it. But, yeah, it was so good. And I will find the name of it. And then the other place, which I haven't had. But I'm so promoting anytime I talk to anyone is I look forward to having um, Chad barbecue, Batabong barbecue. Batabong is a province in Cambodia. Okay. And I love alliteration, but he is like promoting Cambodian culture and he's doing this, you know, in members of his family. But I am biased because I love Cambodian flavor. So I cannot imagine what his barbecue is going to taste like. And right. it's Texas Cambodian barbecue. I yeah, can't so wait. I'm excited about that one. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're linking up with that, uh, with that, with that soon, right? Next month, you said. So Crimson Creek and I are, um, and and Marcus Pitmaster Marcus, he and I are linking up. So I was talking to, actually yesterday when we we're doing our pop up and our collab, and that is we said May. Um, it won't be Mother's Day weekend, obviously, because that's just cruel. We did that, and then it'll probably be in the middle of May. So look out for that, and then um, <laughs> and then Chad and I we discussed this last night. Actually, uh, it's going to be late September, early October, because yes, I was like, I know they have kids just like a planner. I'm like, let's make sure that we don't plan around the kids schooling and whatnot. So, um, yeah, look out for that. I'll be out in California with him. Um, and then he wants to come out in Austin to do a collab with me out here also. That's so dope. So, you know, one of the mm-hmm. last things, um, I wanted to ch- chat with you about, because I see you in, in a lot of your pictures, you're in your, uh, chef's uniform and you, you do these, po- <laughs> what's it like? So I, one of the things we try to help people with on our podcast is preparing okay. for those home events, right? Preparing for the big barbecue, timing things out, yeah. um, plan- planning when to put what on, how to store it, you know, what type of, uh, warmers that we use to keep our food warm before we serve it and yep. all, all of those yep. things. And even to the the point where we're planning the menu so not only does the food complement each other but the cook times complement each other right oh my gosh yes so how do you plan for a pop-up is it just i want to make uh all of these things or do some logistics come into play as well when you're planning for a pop-up because that would help inform how folks could plan for large events too no of course so um and and you know let me go ahead and start off with i'm the youngest out of 10 
So automatically, mom talks on it. I see his eyes, guys, are like ginormous when I said that. Um, and so I thought it was a normal sized family until I was like in the fourth grade. But um, but uh, I, I I was taught how to cook in a large amount, right? Like even yesterday, I cooked and it was for one, but it's not. It's for like fifteen people because um, it's gonna eat. But anyway, going back to that, um, it's a trial era because. We always want to make sure that our food and our quality is the same, right? Like, mm. so how I prepare for it, like you said, so I have ADHD. It just got determined when I left the restaurant service industry. But now it makes sense why my brain, so I'm about to explain to you how it works. I write down everything that I think about that I want to cook. And then I'm the first person, and I have to keep in mind that I'm the first person that's showcasing Cambodian food, so I'm not doing infusion yet. So it's like, all right, so take these down. And we're doing tasting menus, right? Bites here and there. And it wasn't up until the last two pop-ups where they family style. But I do do the cook times. You're like, what can I do? And say in a Western way we eat, we do it by courses. So it's like, how can I do a salad? And people are paying good money for this. So it's like, I also want them to get their money's worth. So, mm-hmm. so I write down everything I think of. And then I you know, cross things out. And then you have to think of the cook times. What equipment do I have? I have a fryer. I have a flat top. I can also pre-cook my, my suits and things like that. Um, so really, it's just operation of elimination of what needs to be cooked where. I don't want to make everything on the grill. I don't want to make everything on the fryer. I want to make so I know when I am prepping for a pop-up, it's how what surfaces do I have? So mm, one, mm. what food can be held? Because... Um, the longest and possible, right? Because I, because even to go, I do my best not to do fried things because we don't know when our customers are going to eat it now or six hours from now, hopefully not six hours from yeah. now. So, um, but I'm just starting to do, um, so with pop-ups, those are easy because I've been in a kitchen that's been my life. And then I've been in a professional kitchen also where, mm-hmm. um, where my sous chefs and they were, and I'm so blessed with this too. They know my mind, they're anticipating my needs. Mm. But um, we're going to go back to Paul Key. I got to, Paul Key is, I, I'm a big fan of his, but he walked into his kitchen. I just did a collab with him and he looks over and he's like, oh, I've got a chef with a spreadsheet. I'm like, okay, that's the technology <laughs> the marketing side of me. But it's like, you know, egg roll, plating, utensils, garnishes, mm. cook time in between the next one. And so I don't know if other people are going to come back down to that, but that's my biggest, like, okay, let me give a pointer because I'm going there now. So think about what you want to cook. Think about your surfaces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that you, that you have so that if you need to, you need to cook all three things at the same time that's, that's a great point. and make sure. And it is because like you only have one smoker. Well, you don't only have one smoker, but you know, and you want the timing to go out, but then also um, either hire or get someone to help you who know you well. So they can work with you well too, mm. um, because that is a huge part of it. Work for my two C chefs. They, it, my girlfriend's like one has worked with me with my previous company and now with me this company, and it's like we we just we. I mean, that's just like you two. You what forty five years? One of us we've known each other for twenty five years. Mm. You know, and mm. so um, not just what and where to cook but who you cook with, I think is really important also. Yeah, I think you made a good point because one of the things you run into is let's say you're doing something that requires like a diced chicken in it and something else that you're doing like whole chicken, you got to trim it. Yeah. If you, rather than doing this and doing that, like get both chicken dishes prepared because you don't have to wash the board until after you go with the chicken. And then if you're doing two things with beef, deal with only beef on that yeah. board and then yeah. move on. Right. And it's, it's probably some of the efficiencies that you'd only know if you were in a professional kitchen to, or yeah. cook <laughs> large meals. But right. the other piece you said that I really like is you think about what can hold the longest. Mm-hmm. And for most people, when you're doing a big party on your own, you've cooked almost everything you're about to cook now mm-hmm. in the past. You know how long it takes to mm-hmm. go from start to finish. And what we've all found is like, sometimes it's, it's the simple of, okay, it's marinating and now I'm going to get all like the sauce is already mixed up. I just got to stir it Mm -hmm. last time and I can dump it. I have these seasonings that'll have to go in and I know the order, but I've already measured it out for what I need. And they're in little dishes. So I can just go boom, boom, boom. We don't realize how much time we spend going to get this season, going to get this season. It takes a lot of time. And if you can, if you can do that the night before the day before hours before, It's, it's a, it is a massive yep. time saving when you're trying to rush through things. So uh, it's I'm your prep time. And that's the biggest one, you know, the fourth key factor is prep time because, you know, put an account to, and I, we're talking about pop-ups here, y'all, like not just for, and yeah. consider a pop-up your dinner party, right? There's your shopping time. 
there's your prep time, like putting away food and then gathering your thought time, which is there. And then your prep time to like, like you said, chopping up everything. Um, one of my signature dishes is, and that's what kind of brought me on the map are the egg rolls. There's a story behind that itself, but there's so many ingredients I have in there. And then once you're rolling it for me, that's the easy part, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, yeah. no, I'll help you prep because that's the easy part. I'm like, not really. I was like, because you're, you're not even cleaning, you're doing this, you're, you're, you know, um, you have garlic, you have like seven different ingredients in there and you're, and I, I, I hand do everything. Right. And that's the, the hard part. So you have those before you even start rolling those. So like the egg rolls alone when they're on the menu, which they always are, cause that's the dish that I tell the story with. I do that like the day before. I get to the other six courses because the other six courses, like you're done. Like, you know, you've already prepped everything. So yeah, the yeah. prepping part, like you said, is the big part, it um, is. but yeah, yeah, for sure. And get help. Don't, don't be a ton to mouth. Like you can do it on your own the first time. Like there's been a lot of trial errors. There's been, there's been a lot of fundraisers and like, you know, uh, with all the fundraising I've done with, with, with food, right. Man, the community comes together and it, it wasn't. And while I'm not just talking about my immediate community of my close tribe, but like the community of Austin, and that's the great thing about my platform. Uh-huh. Like we talk, hey, do you need help? Do you need help? And everyone, like my place is, I live downtown, man. My place is the size of probably your closet. That's it. But you're having people rolling and, and cutting things and dicing. And, um, but get your friends, get the people yeah. that, you know, who, who want to support you and they will. That's so, a great. And, and don't invite, and don't yeah. invite your friends you know can't cook. <laughs> I am fortunate. I am fortunate. My friends, um, you know, we. You asked me you were like, "Hey, do you barbecue yourself?" I'm like, "No, I leave it to experts." I don't bake as much as I used to because I have like a handful of girlfriends and guy friends who bake that I'm like, "I'll leave it to y'all." Word. So, like, but most of my friends are like not just foodies, but they like to cook too. So it's oh, that's like, awesome. yeah, yeah. And so and they're like, can we learn from you? I'm like, I don't know what you don't learn from, but we'll cook together. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I'll, mix, I'll mix the seasons before you get here. Whenever you arrive. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. You have help, right? Like we can't do, do this on ourselves, you know? Um, and maybe that's just, I'm my mother's daughter. It's like, and now I look back at that. This bratty kid, at like six, seven, eight, is like, man, I just want to go be an American. Right. And it's like, was teach me because she wasn't teaching me. She needed help in the kitchen. You know? Right, right. I say, she had to feed X amount of children and we're all athletes and their children and their children. So, yeah, get help in the kitchen if you can because yeah. it's, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. I Enjoyable d- for me, but a lot of work. I, yeah, I definitely tend to do a lot myself, but when uh, Rod and I are putting on an event together and we're actually, you know, doing our things together, uh-huh. it uh, it does make, uh, make things go yeah. well. So That's awesome. When uh, you say event, what kind of events and how do I know about these events? Okay, so I'm I'm led by food. All right, so <laughs> what we've been doing lately is like the big events like the Super Bowl. Um we uh did we've been the last two Super Bowls we've tried to do a mm-hmm. smoked finger food menu. So did. this year we did smoked pastrami for the first time. Oh my god. Um which we had never done before. Um we did smoked meatloaf sliders. Um, which came out ridiculous. Uh, and then, you know, we did pulled pork sliders last year. We did brisket sliders. We did burnt end sliders, which were (gasps) stupid. And then the most (laughs) decadent of the sliders was the beef rib slider. Hands down. Just oh. really dumb. It was that good. That sounds amazing. It, it fit oh perfectly. Bit. Yeah. So that sounds amazing. So those type of events we do, we tend to do Christmas together um, and do cool. smoked turkeys or Thanksgiving smoked turkeys again and stuff like that. So it's just usually the big events and uh, maybe a birthday here and there uh, where, a brisket, where a brisket's on the fire. Got it. That's awesome. See, that's yeah, that sounds delicious and, and that sounds a lot of fun. And I feel like what to call it super bowl it's just a time for people to get for me i don't care about the game it but my game is in the kitchen yeah shonda that needs to be your slogan my game is in the kitchen i'll make my shirt i'll make i have a shirt made shonda i can't thank you enough for hanging out with us i definitely hope that you want to come back especially you know after you do your little event and uh we can kind of talk about how it went and what you learned and uh lessons learned from the smoking and uh because i want to hear how that fusion went um uh, tell our fans you know where's the best place to find you and uh you know the things that you're up to yeah of course um so on instagram you can find me just I love puns uh, and I love playing on words. My last name's Mal, M-A-U. So on Instagram, you can find me at feed me right Mal. 
Um, and uh. it's and and honestly, it's just a diary of my eating and cooking habits. Like this is what I do, then, then, and you'll hear my puns too. So, um, but find me there, and then that's that's it. And then I have my website coming up, uh, and then shortly within this year, I hope I have a I will have a cookbook manifested published this year after that. Oh, that is so, so awesome! Yeah. I can't wait for yeah. that. You can come back and talk to us about that yes. too. Um, yeah. Folks, uh, we, we love you guys. We love the support. We love the feedback. We love the pictures. Um, definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram, um, or in our, uh, Discord. Uh, if you want to support the show, um, definitely hit us up at uh, patreon.com forward slash barbecue and tech. Um, all the folks on there, you know, you get to usually get the show a day early and, uh, you also get it commercial free. Um, but any other than that, we are good to go. Shonda, thank you so much. Rod, you good? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining right. us. We really appreciate you taking the time out this evening. Right. Yeah, thanks y'all. Bye. Right, we This March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.